Hello everyone. Welcome back to WAC Global which is Women in AC. We are a global network for women in architecture, engineering, construction, green building, design and allied professions. We come together to lean in, support, inspire and learn from each other. Welcome everyone. Welcome to WAC Global's first Ask Me Anything session. Um, I have Christine waiting to join us. Ask Me Anything is a session where we basically have an expert in a subject and uh, viewers can feel free to ask any questions they like about the subject, about the business or uh, the field. Uh, Christine is a doctor and as mentioned in our earlier introduction on the page, she's an expert in GIS and she's going to share some insights with us today. I recommend each one of us, um, you know, to uh, use the comment sections. Feel free to add your questions in the comment section and we'll get them answered. Uh, this recording is also going to be live on the FB page. So if you're listening to it later on, please feel free to post your questions if you have any and tag Christine in it. We'll make sure to get them answered sooner or later. So I welcome all of you again. I'm very excited to do the Ask Me Anything sessions. Uh, stay tuned on this page. We are going to have more experts coming in um, every once in maybe three or four weeks. So let's hear it from Christine. Hi, Christine. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much, Namrada, for the beautiful introduction. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm very excited to be part of this panel. Uh, my name is Dr. Vakta, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background. Uh, I'm an architect uh, originally, and I have actually completed a degree in um, geospatial, uh, but focus in architecture, because if you think about GIS, GIS is really not for architects. So after teaching for 14 years, I realized that there was a gap you know, between what we do in architecture and what GIS does, and yet GIS was that help architects develop site analysis. So I developed a PhD in uh, geospatial, and what I found out is that I was able to create my company, Geogen. So I have two companies, and I co-founded Geogen, which is really an urban company. With Geogen, I actually work with cities to actually develop their resilience, understanding where their area of risk is, and understanding how to be resilient and actually fight um, the next threat of uh, environment. I also develop, you know, idea of living a healthy life in a city. For example, you know, livability, walkability, safety in the city, because in the end, we design for people and people need to actually be safe in cities. So that's what GeoGen does. But lately, I have developed GeoEdge Gaming because, of course, if you're developing a city with new tool and with new innovation, you need to create an education platform that inc incorporate that. And GeoEdge gaming really comes you know on the 21st century using the tool today of the young generation to actually you know embed it into architecture because do not forget that today we're still practicing architecture like when we went to school yet we have all of those games and we're actually asking those young to come into a 19th century architecture curriculum or design curriculum today I'm actually going to present to you how I actually allow those, you know, that new generation and those new tools to actually Im be embedded into uh, not only education, but also the practice. So 
I'm happy to answer any question. Uh, to, today also, I want to announce that uh, yesterday or two days ago, I actually signed a contract with Esri where I'm developing some courses that will be actually, you know, broadcast on their GIS Learn because for the first time, somebody is looking at architecture design and bringing GIS into it. So thank you. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, so I think while the viewers come up with questions, I have first question for you, Christine. Um, I wanted to understand for someone uh, who's never done GIS before or got their uh, hands on to it, uh, what is a good starting point? Where does the person start uh, and how does the person uh, get himself or herself trained in it? So that's a very good question. And I think that this is a good time for actually starting to get embedded into GIS. In fact, if you have asked me that question before, it will have been harder because you had to pay for a license. Since the COVID, Esri has made it free for people to actually access GIS. So all you need to do is to sign into GIS online. Normally you have 90 days of free trial and in there, there are a lot of tutorials that could actually be, you know, be done. So if somebody, you know, I'm happy to actually guide people in where they need to start depending on what their field is, because there's something for everybody. And you don't want to go and start working on an engineering if you're just an architect, you know. So it's 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 open, it's free, and it, you could actually do it. Amazing. So I'm actually typing your tips as we move, move along. Um, uh, next, I actually also was curious is if you could throw some light on how GIS is applied differently, uh, maybe for an architect versus an engineer, or a project manager for that matter, because we have uh, women playing different roles. So how, how yes. does that differ actually? So let's start with the architect right now. So, and I'm gonna give you just throw out some information here. So for instance, when you start a project in architecture, you have a client who tell you what they want, right? What they want is based on the money they have. It's not necessarily based on what's need for the environment. So what you do and what GS does, every city has data already created. We have an overflow of data that is not used. So all you do is basically look at the city. For example, I'm gonna talk about Savannah because I've worked intensively with Savannah, but I'm working with Paris and I've worked with New York as well. The data are out there. It's just that it's not in the, you know, in the, the, the view of the architect. City has data because they collect footprint. So what you do is the first thing you go into the city, look at the zoning and actually do a community analysis. It's free, you know, into S3, you know, when you get into S3 license. So community analysis allow you to actually look at the suitability analysis. What does that mean? It's mean that does the soil, is the soil actually good for that type of business? That's the first thing. Second, what are the business around there and how much have they done, you know, or the type of things that are around there? You could actually see how much they made, how far your business is, and what are the chances for that to be to survive. You also look at, you know, if it wasn't a zoning part that was part of that, you know, that was going to work for that business, how do you actually go to the city and change the zoning? And one thing that is very important is you also look at the site and realize that who owned the site if it's owned by 10 brothers and sisters you realize that it's hard to actually get that to be signed over yeah. to you so there are information that you will never know you know and also actually 
one of the projects that I did for my friend was he wanted a coffee shop, uh, but he wanted like a healthy coffee shop in an area. When I started doing the community analysis, we realized that people in that neighborhood didn't even take have coffee. We end up going into the island where they have retired people who go to coffee, who sit down on coffee, and that was the best site. So that is basically for an architect. So for an engineer, well, you need to actually make sure that all of the systems are connected. What GIS did, and ESRI just in 2018 merged with uh, Autodesk. So now you could actually have on your tablet all of the system and go on the side and see how they connect to water and basically take information and they shoot them right out back, you know. So the class that I'm starting actually, and I think that this would be a good class for anybody who wants to. The class that I'm preparing, it's a nap. It's called... Um, Quick capture. Quick capture allows you to go on the side and capture anything and it's basically populated on your map. And with that, you could do analysis with things that are geolocated, you know. So as property manager, you know, or as um uh, project manager, you have all of that information that is captured. You could actually do a lot of analysis. So in a way, you could go into an area and realize that, you know, how much crime do we have? You know, what is the thing, you know, what are the things that are problem here? And also, um, one of the things that I need to talk about architecture is that if you, you could see even all of the, the accidents, if accidents are reported at the, to the police, that data, you could actually bring it in. And when you start looking at the data, you realize that maybe people are not having accident because they're drunk and driving. It's because the signage is actually facing the light and they get blind out, you know. So those things are physical issue rather than issue of the people. And we often think that people drive bad, but sometimes the physical signage are a problem. Some area where, where pedestrians get hit all the time are not because people are driving bad. It's because the sidewalk wasn't done, so the city didn't do their work. So there are so many physical issues and other issues that we could actually solve with GIS that we could never have oh, yeah. otherwise. I'm sorry, did you I'm say uh, you? It, it, it's a paid version that you log into with ESLI, or how does it work? Like Anyone can access this data? Since, since COVID, ESRI has actually extended the free, you know, but you have all of you have a lot of data on America. Uh, the Atlas, the Living Atlas, through S3, you'll find data about all of them. You'll find actually all of the street, all of the signs. So there are a lot that you could actually start with, and this could all be free, you know, to start with. And I'm willing, you know, to basically have another brochure where I could show people how to actually sign in and start something. That's and it's one thing at the time. It's really, it's so easy to get information that, information is out we're not using it that would be fantastic i would actually encourage the viewers that if you would like something like that please dm me or christine and we could definitely have it set up uh, i also have uh, one more uh, thing i didn't understand actually so let's say um, i'm in a city where gis has been used but like in our country overall, GIS is mainly popular from defense perspective and from um, scientific research point of view. So it's been used for the space research. It's used for defense research and things like that. So I know there is an active effort being put into GIS, but I do not know how that data is used for projects or for city. So how is that ga gap? met in other countries? I mean, besides US, if it is global, how is that done? 
Well, you know, and that is a very good question. You know, the gap is because GIS originally was really just mapping. It was information. Mm. It was basically where things were and it never really matched. But over the years, since 1950, you know, GIS actually has developed to a 3D. Now we have LiDAR and that's really, that's the magic of GIS. When they start flying LiDAR, every city for defense, like you say, has to have LiDAR. Mm. When people go to war, they need to understand where buildings are. So we've been flying ladder all along. We just have not been using it in architecture. But we find that with all of the technology now that we already have that data. What ladder is, is, and now we have drone. People, you could have your own drone and collect the same information in an area. It's just that architects need to move into that area and start actually using that to capture their own data. But the basic data is already there, you know. So what a ladder does, ladder is an airplane that fly and that actually drop you know uh, like beams of light and it actually take over you know like map everything with the heights so you could actually have all of the building with all of their height and you could extrude it and quote me on that in two minutes so you could have the whole city extruded mm -hmm. in two minutes with the white height with that well, how, how is that important in architecture it's extremely important one of the things the difference between actually uh, having that type of extrusion is that it's geolocated. It's like a DNA. A building has a DNA. So the sun is accurate. So it's not like in Rabbit where you put a building and you have to reshift it to have the sun. A building that's there, it's a building that's there. The corner, it's exactly the corner. Very important for the solar analysis, solar calculation. You could do solar calculation. You could actually do things like, you know, how many people are poor in this area? How many kids do we have that are poor? What area is drug? And how is you know, and you could do prediction analysis prediction analysis is already built into esri tool where you could actually look at where the crime is and predict what it will be in 20 years if nothing happened I'm, and that is amazing I'm that sorry. is something that, yeah i'm sorry how does that work like uh, uh, predicting what it will be 20 years later or what how many poor people are there how does that work well, it's used, well, the predicting analysis is basically using machine learning and regression analysis. You know, ah. we're, going, we're getting into, oh yeah, it's built in. So you it's it's at 99%. And even when you do the crime, it's going to show you what, you know, based on what has happened in the last 10 years, because it look at a lot of, and then it will tell you how it will progress. And that gives you an idea or heads up to know what area will be attacked and how you need to actually start approaching them, you know. And one of the things that is very, in, in, very important is that GIS allow you to actually make the invisible visible. Oh, it's okay. allow you to understand the use of the space. It's allow you to understand how people have lived and where they travel to go get what they need. If you go in a neighborhood and do community analysis, it will tell you what they have and what they go out to buy, what they buy the most, so that you could bring that in the neighborhood, you know? And it's just totally amazing, you know? Because it's make sure that you see things that you didn't see, you know? Uh, because most of the time we focus on the money and what people want, but we forget that what the environment one is not necessarily what we want yeah yeah no fantastic um i think i'm going to take an opportunity here and quickly summarize what christine just mentioned if we have viewers listening to us which i can see they are and if you have more questions please feel free to post them what christine mentioned here is first thing is that you can log into gis online with a 90-day free trial that's where you can get yourself started off 
there is also a way to uh, reach out to her or me and we can set up a session where they, she can teach you how to get started out it's a it's it's a whole pool of data that you can access you're able to understand your neighborhood the population the building patterns the uh, development patterns and also have a prediction is what uh, dr wakta here is uh, trying to clarify so that's that's fantastic christine um any other um, finer points from your end which you think are very important yes. for the audience to know yes and i want people to start realize that you know yes esri is the the safe and great place to go find data but every city in the world has a free database so i want you to start looking and i was i have a um a workshop in paris in my former school in paris and i was talking to the professor and they like how do we get data i was on the zoom with them at google free data you know open source paris has everything they had all of the building they have all of the trash can data is there it's just that we never look for it every city has data that are free you know like the building footprint they don't have anything the taxes you actually understand the taxes and then you could start attaching the height on it because when you get the lidar of the city you could attach height they are free data already so and I, you could get that anywhere are you and saying there's a world bank there's a world bank of data I, yes. are you saying i can access this data and plug it into my own project in a software yes. Yes, because there's a whole there's a whole open data community out there. People are putting data for free in the cities, and that's how we collect them. So even outside of Esri, you could actually get free data. And I've done that. The Paris project, I had to go online and pull Paris. They're already Paris in 3D, and you could actually use it. What's good, and what I like to tell architects is that what I find in the GIS world is that people are willing to share, but it's because you have to always give credit to whoever did the data. There's an area where you put the credit you say this data comes from such and such because when you use data if you don't tell where the data is coming from nobody want want to care because they want to know if it's a good source because everybody produce data so if you get data from atlas from un from esri and un has a lot of data for free i have download a lot of it so if you get data for safe sources like that I will look at your project and I will want to believe it. But if you say my data is done from somebody, you know, on the street, wherever, nobody want to look at what you're doing because we don't know if the data is right, you know. So there is free data out there, and that's the first thing. Just look at free data and look at shape file. If you look at shape file of building in, you know, Savannah, you'll find hundreds of them that you could actually download anywhere in the world, especially places that are using GIS. There's plenty of data. Fantastic. But once you get once you get actually into the Esri and tap footprint of whatever city, you're gonna see everybody online who has ever posted data about that, and Fantastic. you could use that. Fantastic. Uh, if you don't mind, Doctor Walker, can you spell out Esri for our viewers? Esri, yes, E S R I. E S R I. Okay. Environmental System Research Institute. Amazing. Thank you for that. And I think I have one last question here, which I think is going to be really helpful for our, all our viewers is now we understand there is a bank of data. That is what we are accessing. And we're trying to learn and kind of have um, uh, research on it. Coming to the application, um, if I were an engineer or an architect, and I'm using this data and putting plugging it into my project, um, what I'm trying to understand is, is it the outcome? Is it more like a GIS uh, 3D image 
just like we have uh, architectural uh, layouts, uh, what, what is the final outcome and of which, uh, to which software does it belong? That I think will really help uh, the viewers because that's uh, the deliverable that we are going to be talking about. Very good. So that's a very good question. Well, see, when I started um, being very involved in GIS in 2000, and um, I think it was 2013, uh, that was an issue. The issue was that the software and architecture were not interoperable with the GS software. But since 2018, when GS and you know and and Autodesk came together, we find out that now you could do something, you could bring your model from AutoCAD and plug it into the map of GIS, and you could do vice versa. And that's why you know a proper you know construction manager get the model and put it there and see how everything connects with nature. But also, this is very new, three months old. I, I always get all of the news from Esri. Esri just actually brought in Adobe Suite. So you could actually do your Photoshop and all of the finish into a GIS you know, play platform and bring it back into. So basically, it's really up to you where you want to finalize it. But you can now bring things from Esri to, uh, to, to AutoCAD, from AutoCAD to Esri. And what's good about it is that it's not like we do in architecture. And that was my frustration teaching. Because when you take a, a project from um, Rabbit to uh, let's say Rhino, it becomes just a solid object. No. Now, when you bring a Rabbit project into, into a CD engine, it actually brings all of the application and all of the, the, the we call it uh, attribute. attribute, all of the elements stay the same, and you could actually transfer them back and forth. It's just like a DNA. It's just like you going from India to Paris, the same DNA. Just Fantastic. So, so the block doesn't break, it doesn't turn into a block, or the layers don't change, and none of those issues like we used to initially have. And you're saying Autodesk or Autodesk as a platform, so Revit also comes under it. In the yes. compatibility domain, that's that's so fantastic. They've been working on. I mean, this is totally new and it's working perfectly. Oh, that's fantastic! And they, are tutorial, they are tutorial for how to mix those together too. It's 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 out there. I think I think it's going to be really helpful for our viewers if we do like a demo maybe soon. I um I think uh, that is all from my end, uh, Doctor Wakta. But i'm encouraging the viewers to go through the video if you have more questions please feel free to post them and do dm us for any questions or any kind of uh, sessions that you're looking forward to um dr vakta any final words from you no thank you i hope everybody i hope every single architect believe that you know the safety of our children a better life for our children is better than what we've been doing before let's use data into how to make a better future Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you from WAC Global and stay tuned for upcoming AMA sessions.